Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. The Six Nations is just around the corner, so of course we're going to be looking ahead to that, but we'll also review the region's efforts as their European adventures come to an end for another year. Plus, there's the ongoing project reset discussions. An ominous silence this week. Are big announcements lurking just around the corner? Who knows? One man who might know, and more than likely won't know, is Daniel <laughs> Killick, sat to my right. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, good. We've been climbing the walls this weekend to yeah. get out of the house with uh, the little ones under the weather. Seems to be a load of bugs going around. Mm. So, yeah, it um, feels, feels better than normal to be in your kitchen doing the podcast this I evening. That's it, a bit, of a, a bit of escape to a no-child household. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I just I needed to get out of there. You're better at, you're better at the missus in listening to this. Yeah, I know. I think she's dropped. I think she's dropped away. That's well. good. Well, that's yeah. Just for your, for your sake, <laughs> so I'm sure she. I'm sure she'll be back when the Six Nations are on. Because you know, who could uh, who could stay yeah, away from us during then. during that period? Um, got loads to get through tonight, actually, and loads of really interesting stuff. But before we do that, quick word for our sponsors. So, Coffee Trades. Make sure you do head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk for some fantastic coffee, such as 1984 Front 5 and Blend 10. Just three really fantastic coffee blends that you can get your hands on by heading over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. All right, before we get underway, what did you make of the uh, squad announcement, Dan? Uh, to be one of the great surprises in there, was there? Um, good, pleased with it. I think... Um, we weren't a million miles away with our we British. Really, yeah. There was a few, so I don't think we picked Leon Brown, but we, yeah. because we didn't have, I think there's four tight heads in the squad now, isn't there? So, yeah. um, uh, really, I, I, think I don't think we found we off, didn't have we? that one. And yeah, uh, there was someone else okay. in there that I didn't see. What? Yeah, Hooker, Hooker that's we right. Yeah, we went with Baldwin. Went with Baldwin um, we? Which we, we knew was, was um, what we wanted, but what yeah. probably wasn't going to be the, what wasn't going to be the squad that uh, Gatlin picked. Yeah. Pleased with it, you? Yeah, it's really, really solid squad. As we keep saying on this, there's the strength and depth that there just hasn't been for a, for a long time. So it's definitely a very encouraging squad. And I suppose nothing is going to put that to the test more than Toby pulling out injured the week of the, the squad selection, or the, in fact the, the day before. And you still look at the squad and go, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty damn tidy set of players. Yeah. It's a shame that he's out, isn't it? But equally, he'll come in... He'll come in strong, only to the uh, to the World Cup. Yeah, he I, doesn't he? He's the one guy that doesn't need any games on. Yeah, it's just it's just worrying the the frequency of injuries because since he went over the bridge. Since he's gone over the bridge, and you know, I don't know whether it's coincidental or the fact that it's just you know you you're a star signing. They expect they expect you to to be playing week in week out. And there was a lot of people said, "Oh, the Bath rushed him back," and you know, we we simply don't know that because. I'd be surprised if any medical professional mm. in the club had, had rushed him back. Um, but 
But you, you know, it's a recurrence of the same injury, which is which is yeah. really unfortunate. I'm not medically qualified enough to know whether that's uh, whether it's coincidental or it's. I can. I can't imagine they would have. They I would have rushed them back because it's just going to go against them. Yeah. You know, they're not going to take a fifty-fifty call, are they? But and they're pretty much they're pretty much out of Europe last week anyway. So they don't need. That you wouldn't rush him back, would no, you? No, but so, he, yeah, it is. It, it is. I think it's a coincidence, really, that he's that he's ended up getting these injuries when he's gone over there because he was playing a lot of rugby when he was in Wales. Mm. So maybe age. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's not old, but, but yeah, yeah. Just, that that is a bit concerning. Right. Thomas Young gets gets in the squad. Do you think he would have got in there without the injury to Toby? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I think he was still. I think he was still going to be in. Coming back to the Toby thing quickly mm. as well. I think it'll. It could be quite a good move. Well. There's a, there's a there's a good th- the good things will come out of this hopefully because we'll see if we'll see probably two players playing number eight. Um, yeah, I think we'll see. Well, we'll see Ross Moriarty playing eight, yeah. and I think we'll see Navidi playing eight. Do you? I do. Yeah. Um, now I want to ask you who who would be your eight? Yeah, Ross Moriarty. You would be. Yeah. Well, I think he's the only. You know, I I like Navidi a lot, but I don't think that. I don't think there's any. Re- Presuming that Moriarty's fit, he's the only real out and out. He's not even out and out eight himself, is he? He's just he really is a, a blind side. But I think he's comfortable at international level at eight. I think it would be a bit of a risk to try Navidi at eight. Um, I would, yeah. I, I'm See, not I th- sure. That's I, I think Navidi can. I think Navidi can cut it. And there's there's a there's a bit more to his game. Um, so I think that's going to be quite. Quite interesting to see what but, happens. Yeah, there. smart money it will be on will be on Moriarty. Mm. But I would, I think there's a few little question marks there. So I'd quite like to see Navidi get a bit of game time there as well. I'd be very surprised if we see Navidi at eight during this tournament. So you can feel free to throw that back in my face if it if it does happen. But I would see, I would actually see him looking at other players ahead of Navidi at eight. I think I know how much of a fan they are of Navidi, but I mm. I don't think that I think you need someone with. I know he's he's excellent with ball in hand, but he's not you know a he's not a ball carrier like Moriarty is. You know, I would I would probably yeah, be, but I probably expect to see Josh Turnbull play eight ahead of Navidi if I'm for honest. a few seasons though. He was Cardiff Blues' main best carrier, yeah, but, making most yards, hard yards as well. Yeah, and he's he's terrific. He's terrific at that, but I don't think that that necessarily means he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be starting for Wales. I just worry about the balance with Toby being out because of the work rate that he gets through and, and Moriarty does Moriarty is seen a lot mm. but there are certain bits that he doesn't do which when when I'm looking at the balance that's why I I was having to think of it this week about the back row and I, there's something quite nice about Navidi at, Navidi at 8 mm. Tipperick at 7 and then um, you know probably Wainwright you know Wainwright at 6 for certain games um, I, I think Thomas. I think you're lacking. I think you're lacking bulk in that back row. I think that yeah. I think you, yeah, you just small. have to pick Moriarty just for just for the sheer the sheer size of him and ability to um, ability to do a load of a load of donkey work. Josh really gets his hands very very dirty, but he's you know I, I don't know. I think it's just that step up again. You think like if you you know if you're looking at particularly a game against Ireland or someone like that where. It's going to be so so physical, and they're big back row. Yeah, it's, yeah. Small, it's small. Well, I don't know. You're right. Maybe, maybe that's the that's the counter argument is that you want another fetcher in there to try and yeah. to try and negate it We'd and slow three. ball down. We'd yeah, have three. Then I, there's I, a, I don't yeah. know. Just just something. There's something about Moriarty at eight that he does a job, but the the, the balance is a little bit uneven for me. But anyway, um, well, we'll see. So, yeah. so maybe there'll be maybe this will. Play, in, play into our favour a little bit in that we'll see a couple of got another maybe we'll see three people then have a have a go there if I'm honest I don't see anyone other than Moriarty playing there unless injury. there is an injury yeah it's probably going to be an injury though isn't it well, you don't know do you but um, I, I don't know I've gone, I'd, expect, I'd expect to see Turnbull or Wainwright ahead of Navidi if just basing on what I, I think Gatlin wants from an eight but if I, I think if everyone's fit and he stays fit throughout Ross Moriarty plays every game at eight that's what I. That's what I would expect to see happen. I just think he'll pick up a couple of knocks, but no, he might. He might well do. You know, he hasn't played. He hasn't played a lot of rugby of late. So, um, yeah, well, and of course, his concussion has been his most latest injury. So that's always a concern mm. because if there is a re, you know repeat of that, it can it can rule you out very very quickly. But fact or fiction is the first part of the show. Dan, explain to the listeners how it works. 
<laughs> you ask a series of questions, and I and I uh, go around the houses a little bit, saying whether it's fact <laughs> or fiction, or throwing it back to you. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good analysis, to be honest. Uh, first one though. And we've just been talking about Warren Gatland. Warren Gatland would be the best choice to coach Lions in 2021, fact or fiction. It's a story that surfaced this week. Gatland saying he'd be very interested in the job. What do you think? Best choice? Done it twice. One victory. Yeah. One, uh, one series draw in New Zealand. <laughs> it's not a bad record, is it? Yeah, fact, no. for, fact for me. I, um, you know how much of a fan I am of his. I think he's great. Um, be good to see him get a third third run at it mm. um, makes the right calls at the right times yeah he'd be, the, he'd be the man for me anybody else that you'd like to see go there well not so much uh, you know Eddie Jones I have absolutely <laughs> yeah well I'm sure we're going to come on to Eddie Jones and his interesting selections God, talking about you know whether Josh Navidi can do a job at eight at international yeah, well, level Eddie Jones saying that uh, Liam Williams should be there yeah saying that's <laughs> it saying that Jack Knowles potentially an international yeah. seven is uh, yeah is interesting um, let's make sure we don't forget that because I do, I do want to yeah. talk about the no I've got it down the madness of uh, the madness of King Eddie later on in the later on in the show. Uh, look, I think he'd be an excellent appointment, and I think I think he's got a huge chance of becoming the All Blacks coach. So that's that's my gut instinct. Part of me wonders whether this is just you know he's linking himself to every big international job and happy to, and he can do that now because we know he's on the way out from Wales. So there's never there's not going to be any backlash here. I think by linking himself to these big vacancies then you keep yourself front and centre yeah it's PR you know, team they know, PR they're, teams they know what they're doing at the moment and he's yeah. coming out he's come out with some quite strong lines I mean, he's never short of uh, no. of an opinion anyway is he but yeah they know what they're doing mm. he's right in the mix at the moment and uh, yeah he's going to get he's going to get one of the big ones one thing I do like about it is it kind of works on the basis that he's not going to be coaching one of the home nations Okay, so let's let's say that is the case for the moment. Let's say that he were to get that appointment and not be coaching one of those home nations. I think that would be a really strong thing because it's been so disruptive to Wales on these last two occasions that Gatland has got the gig. I would like to see him have it without the, the knock-on effect of what it's going to be doing to Wales because you know we're going to be in a, an interesting enough place as it is with a with a new coach in charge. So that's one interesting aspect to it I, you know he's got he's certainly got the CV and the proven track record to do it I think he'd do an excellent job I think he's he would um, be very well equipped to take us to South Africa and give us a really good opportunity of uh, of beating them really you know again it's a long long way to go but would he have everything in his armory to do it yes is there an outside chance Joe Schmidt might be tempted out of retirement to take this gig um, I don't know I, I think he's He's. Um, I find it I really get, strange that he's. You know. That yeah, he's, I found I found that strange. Yeah. I I, um, I can't imagine him if he's going into retirement. I don't think Joe Schmidt's the type of guy that's going to come back out. I think if he's in, if he's in it, he's mm. in it. Um, well, and you know, again, his stock is so high that he would probably have that that New Zealand job. The World Cup will be will be a fantastic audition, but if you know, he would right now probably be front runner to become the next mm. New Zealand coach if he hadn't announced that he was going to be retiring. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll go back on that, and you know, if it if it if it goes well, I mean, a lot of people have, haven't they? Mm. Players, coaches. So, um, I mean, <laughs> the odd one is Will Gatland? Uh, could he be coaching England? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was quite, I was quite wary of that for a while. That's the frightening one. It is. I think, given the kind of stage in his career, I think Gats is ready for is ready to go home. I think in an ideal scenario, he'd be coaching the All Blacks. Great, because you know he can he can go back to New Zealand. And I'm not being funny, but that squad almost coaches itself. You know, you got you got the the greatest set of players that you'll ever get the opportunity to to coach. Um, and you get you know and he, he gets to he gets to live at home again it's yeah, perfect yeah, it's kind of made for him um, isn't it he's been here for, been yeah, for a long long time he's been here for a long time and you know he's done a fantastic job at managing the Welsh press which like we say can be a goldfish bowl at the best of times the English press now I know that perhaps the tendency is to look at England and say well football is the primary sport in this country it's not quite the same glare as it is in Wales but the last, the current England coach and Stuart Lancaster have both been on the receiving end of, um, 
you know some pretty stern criticism from the from the English broadcast media and the English and the English written press now. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong because that's that's what they're they're there to do. So it, it is a job where the the glare is on you. Um, of course, it is in New Zealand as well. But at the same time, I think it's easier to get results. I think it's, it's going to be a tough task whoever takes over that England job. So I don't know. I, I think in terms of the how he he's really is a, on the opposite side of that. It's a great time to take to take it take the England job, isn't mm. it? When they're yeah they've underperformed for arguably ten plus years. With the you know the most number of players, the, expecta- the, the expectations are so high, yeah, and that brings its own difficulties. You've then got the political situation of club versus country, and that's only going to get more difficult because the clubs are going to become more powerful with this injection of money coming from the venture capitalists. So that's where you need there's somebody so strong and you like yeah. Them. But I mean, does he want that, or does he want to go and uh, yeah, 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 go probably, and watch go he, and watch the All Blacks? coach themselves he probably does uh, he's the coach that he's the coach that if I was head of the RFU I'd want because oh, absolutely know, because absolutely. you know how how, mm. how how just you know he's a he's a he's a pugnacious bloke isn't he? he is he, he good doesn't, oh, nice you know, um, he, he isn't going to take any any mess in from anyone can't, and it's his yeah. way or the highway and that's exactly what you need for that England job because it is probably one of the most challenging cast your mind back 10 years when he first took the Wales job all the press headlines were that the dressing rooms are washed with player power it done for Mike Ruddock it done for Gareth Jenkins and it was a squad that needed that needed strong discipline and that's what he came in and bought and you know it is generally speaking it's what I think whatever happens at the World Cup it would have been a pretty successful you know it would have been a very successful tenure yeah, in but... charge of Wales Um I don't know. I think he's done that. I, 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 I th- would he be the right choice for England if, if you know, you were in the RFU? Yeah, I think he would. Does he want it? I think it'd be number three on his list behind All Blacks, Lions, then England. They can certainly afford him. Yeah, of course, of course they can. Yeah, and you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's enough to, to turn. How his old head, would it be though? Imagine how old it would be yeah, if, he did, I, I, if he did yeah. get it. Yeah, well, I'd forget about all the, I, I don't know. You can't forget about all the good times, can you? you but, imagine you. I don't know. I never liked him. <laughs> I never liked him. Yeah. That's it. I'll be jumping on the anti gang. The Grand Slams were lucky. No, yeah. no. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we'll wait we'll to see what yeah, happens with that. Let's, let's move on and have a look at some club rugby now. Number two, Scarlet should do whatever it takes to keep hold of Johnny McNichol, fact or fiction. So the background to this is that uh, Pivac came out after the game yesterday and said that, uh, yeah, they should be writing a big cheque to keep McNichol at the Scarlets. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I would say fact. He's... Um... You've not always been the biggest fan, have you? No, I, when, you're right. When, it, when he first came over, mm. I remember him sort of... I remember saying that he, he dropped mm. a couple of balls. Um, I remember, I think I'm pretty much saying his basic skills seem to be yeah. really poor. But, but they did. He did make a number of errors. Maybe, you know, I don't know what the weather or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. But um, and then he was running up to the blind alleys. But yeah, I've I've had to you know I've had to go back on that. He is he's some talent, isn't he? And he certainly is some talent. I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he's got. It's hard to pinpoint. He, he's got. He's very very wily and strong. So mm. so powerful. Um, in a way that is quite deceptive. He's quick. <coughs> he doesn't off- look for contact a lot, does he? No. You know, he's you're always f- looking to beat players. Yeah. He's, he obviously sees what's in front of him mm. and, and knows the players around him and then he goes. Um, and he, he creates he creates great things for the Scarlets, doesn't he? And I think he'd do that in any side, to be honest, just by the way he plays. <clears throat> he's, he's wonderful at spotting a little weakness and then exploiting it. Yeah. And he's very difficult to stop. So... Yeah, he'd be an asset to any side, really. I think as well, of course, he becomes Welsh qualified mm. um, in a short period of time, whatever that is next year, I think. Yeah. So putting to one side whether he, you know, whether he would play for Wales or not. Didn't he, he mention this early on, didn't he, when he first came It's over? been mentioned a couple of times. It was mentioned first up, and I think yeah. he said, yes, he'd like to play for Wales. And then... Uh, about three months ago, yeah. when Did he was that like, interview, yeah, he was like, I'm not sure whether I'm sticking around, blah blah blah. So, I don't know. Um, I, I think that the key part of this statement is should do whatever it takes, and that opens up a bigger 
look, he's, he's a brilliant player and if they can afford to do it, then definitely the keep him in the region. Yeah. That is going to be the problem. I, the, I think it's a bit dangerous saying write a big check because well, we all know how you've got to watch every penny. Yeah, and, and at the moment, none of the regions know what their, what their budget's going to be. Mm. So, you know, the longer that goes on, maybe the more frustrated the players will get and if an offer comes in, they, they're, they're probably going to go. Um, I wonder whether we'll see a few more people over the uh, over the next month or so, you know, moving away mm. because of this. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, every 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 probably week is is critically important. Oh, it is, and that's one of the things. Is like you know, recruitment is not something you do over the summer. Recruitment is done and dusted pretty much mm. by April. So it's a very it's a real key time there. This, mm. this yeah, is the really point is. where you need to look at uh, where you're going to be strengthening your squad and. Of course, there are bigger things afoot here. The whole financial situation within Welsh rugby is dependent, really, on these. You know, the whole future of of club rugby in Wales is dependent on how these project reset negotiations end up. You know, what the what the finalised agreement looks like. So, it's yeah, it's very very difficult. And but look, is he is he uh, is he an excellent player? Yes. Um, difficult to replace that type of guy as well, isn't he? That, that that if you look around at who 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 is who would be like a like for like replacement? Very difficult. Clayton Blumacheese. Yes. Yes. Strange, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, Not seen a lot of him because he. I, that that's the one thing I think we mentioned this a few podcasts ago. I can't remember if it was you or Murph or Yestin possibly, and we said that the Scarlet's recruitment hadn't been to the standard that it had been in previous seasons. Um, but obviously, you know, I think the, the biggest problems they've had is replacing the likes of Byrne and Barkley, who are such crucial players. Well, I'd back Scarlett's to go out and find a player like McNichol, probably. Do you think? Yeah. I, I, I disagree. I think he'd be very difficult. I think you'd have to find someone that plays in a different way. He's, he's, got, he's, quite, a, he's quite a unique He's quite a unique player, actually. It's it's quite difficult to difficult to pin him down, but mm. it's it's hard to it'd be hard to sort of write right. We need a player that plays exactly like that because he's I don't know he's he's a funny one really. Mm. He's a he's a bit of an anomaly for me. So yeah, I, would, I would I would really try and keep I'd really try and keep. Yeah, him. no, I would. And he I plays would. he plays a lot as well. Yeah, he, he's is you know he hasn't been injured a huge amount. No. Um, so that's that's got to be that's got to come into things, isn't it? A lot now, especially with the Welsh regions. Question is, does he become more valuable when he becomes Welsh qualified? Well, uh, or is there or is there the danger that you know yeah. he will get sucked up into the national squad and um, yeah, you know, and you spend less time with him? It's, again, it's yeah. a, another consideration, that's, really. But yeah, it's lots but, to consider. Yeah. But he's, he's you know he's a fantastic player and he had a fantastic game yesterday. I, you know, I was. I was surprised how much I enjoyed both the Scarlets game and the Cardiff Blues game because they're essentially dead rubbers, but some really interesting, really interesting games. Yeah, yeah, they did actually, and I think particularly Scarlets away in Racing, and given how out of form they'd been um, towards the tail end of last year, you know, this they they did they put in a fantastic performance, and it's it's badly timed that that Six Nations is going to happen now because they're going to lose a lot of players mm. and they've got the injury crisis but uh, I think that both teams could be very pleased with the, the way they yeah, played the confident today. performance that wasn't it yeah it was it was and you good, know, really they, they were in that some good performances from a few of the young boys as well yeah I tell you Josh McLeod I thought was phenomenal actually yeah. I, I was really really impressed with him and you know we've said before what a what a good player he is but he, I think he really stepped it up to another level yesterday which yeah. was really impressive plays way above his weight doesn't he yeah and, and young Dan Davis as well Dan Davis I thought was very good I thought Josh helps in the second row is, is progressing nicely and then Parks had a had a, a timely return to form really I think you know he looked like the Hadley of old pleasing isn't it yeah so some nice selection dilemmas there ahead of uh, ahead of Six Nations that is a big call that centre one but yeah we won't go there for now go there if you want go on Danny who are you picking I picked I I went with um, I didn't I left Hadley out didn't I yeah I don't think he will be left out no I, I just can't see him if he's if he's fit mm. I think it's going to be very very difficult to leave him out for Gatland um, the key thing is going to be who we play at who we play at uh, 15 yeah and then that'll affect 10 
So I think we'll see Hadley Parks there at okay. 12. And um, yeah, maybe we'll come on to the 10-15 the a bit later, will we? We're going to go there now. It doesn't make the running order at the moment, but... Um Look, I'm sure we will cover it because part two of the show we're yeah. going to be making some Six Nations predictions. So we'll we'll come we'll back to it. Then. Yes, but the last uh, the last fact or fiction before the break is in relation to the Cardiff Blues, and the statement is this: John Mulvihill is right. Cardiff Blues should be happy with their European performance. Fact or fiction? Yeah, fact for me. I think they held them. So, yeah, they did well. They um, they had a very difficult squad, didn't they? Drawing Saracens. Um, I mentioned Saracens only because they are at a completely different level in terms of you know money, and then you look at the squad. Glasgow obviously a good outfit as well, aren't they? Mm. Saracens are just another uh, you know they're 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 an absolute beast of a side, aren't they? Yeah. You look at the players that aren't there, aren't playing, and you just go through. It's just it's utterly unfair, really. Um, yeah, and so there there is this whole you know uh, I'm sure we're going to come onto it later, but the whole resources thing and look of course some squads are, are better equipped in Europe than others I think all you can ask is have they you know have they done the best that they could do yeah. I'd argue possibly not but I think really their European campaign comes down to one performance and I think they misfired at home to Glasgow and that's, if they hadn't done that, that's the missed opportunity the most, for me yeah yeah. I mean the I think overall, you, as a, as a Blues fan, you've got to be you've got to be pretty pleased, haven't you? They they put in some good performances mm. as well. The Saracens, you know, yeah, front, they front, front, decent, yeah. Yeah, fronted up really well. As you said, the Glasgow one's the most disappointing, and then they got the you know they beat Leon twice, didn't yeah. they? So they they were that one win away from it being a great a great success. Yeah, but I think they can take a lot from that um, with a new coach as well. Um, it's just kind of you know there's there's that's the Cardiff Blues at the moment, isn't it? They're they're a little bit in, they're a little bit inconsistent, yeah. but but not a bad not a bad run. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I would agree with that. It just yeah, it all hinged on that fixture, and I remember kind of watching that, and I think you know I'm sure Blues fans were more disappointed than I was, but you felt like it was a missed opportunity as it happened. It was just a you know I think Cardiff uh, sorry Glasgow at home should be a beatable they should be beatable opponents. Yeah. And as as good a side as they are, I don't feel like Cardiff Blues gave the best account of themselves on that yeah. day. It was that weird game where they were both wearing the same yeah, kits, which I don't think helped. Yeah, but it, it started in a weird nature. Yeah, they they the, you know the Cardiff Blues players would be really frustrated with that. Mm. They 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 were, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I mean, priority number one is they've just got to get back in yeah. next season. But the fact you know, they they sort of it's great to see them back. You know, back there after a bit of a hiatus, wasn't it? Mm. We just, yeah, just got to get the Cardiff Blues back in it again now. 100%. Right, that brings us to the, well, not the end of fact or fiction, but certainly uh, the end of the first half of the show. Plenty more coming up after the break. We are going to be finishing fact or fiction. We've also got, um, one of these is a a particularly difficult one, so get ready for that one, Dan. Uh, We've also got some Six Nations predictions coming up in part two, and we'll also be naming the one player who we think has booked their place on the plane to Japan. And, of course, we've got Dan's favourite bit, week to forget. Uh, so I've got someone this week. Have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got two. Well, I look forward to hearing it. All of that to come after <laughs> this very quick break. Right, penultimate one, Dan, for fact or fiction. Come on, then. Ospreys should look to sign Reese Priestland as outside half, fact or fiction. Contract is up in the summer. Yeah. Is set to leave Bath. Should put, aside, all right, okay. you, put aside the money for one moment. Why, you know, because we, we still don't know what's going to happen with that. And I think we've kind of covered that to a certain you degree. You say that on every question. You could. We have. But okay. if you were in charge of recruitment for the Ospreys. Yes. Fact. Would you be? Yeah, go on. Yeah, fact. He, he, he played really well again, didn't he, this weekend? He's a beautiful sort of distributor of the ball, isn't he? And I think that would benefit the benefit the Ospreys, especially when you look at the way they're that they're sort of playing at mm. the moment. I think they they need to need a little bit less on the kicking side. Um, experience, he'd be a great signing for for the Ospreys, but because of money, 
I can't really see that happening. I think he'll get an offer, an offer elsewhere mm. for more money. And at his stage of his career, he's not going to be coming back to. Uh, he's, he's he's going to be following the pound notes, isn't he? he, he Interesting one, because I mean, what you've got here is a guy who was pretty happy to leave Wales because he'd had a lot of stick because of his performances in a in a Wales jersey and I think was quite happy to get out of the goldfish bowl and go and play rugby rediscover his form and take a decent paycheck while doing it and he's you know he's done that and he's uh, he's done a fantastic job in the the 10 shirt for Bath has really restored his credit you know got himself back in the Wales side briefly so I suppose it comes down to one or two things does he think well there's no point I'm not going to play for Wales again there's no point coming back go and take the big payday or does he think actually I've got a point to prove I've got a point to prove here I want to come back and I want to put in those performances in Wales what do you reckon I don't think he's got a point to prove now really you know I, he, he, he definitely you know, he'd do a job for Wales he really would I, you know, I loved him in the Welsh shirt personally but um, I think it's gone beyond that so you know, if I was Reese Priestland, I'd probably be looking at taking a taking a paycheck over in France, another English gig, or uh, maybe further afield over in Japan or uh, somewhere like that, mm. um, and really taking you know getting as much money in as you can. Looking at that retirement, is that the estate agent in you talking there, Dan? It's uh, all purely about purely about the pound. <laughs> I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> no, not at all. But um, I mean, he's, yeah, he's he's thirty two now, so you know it's. He's he's won. You know, this is this will be probably his last. Well, it will be his last big contract. Um, I just can't see him coming back to to Wales, sadly. But he would be, he'd be a fantastic signing for, well, for any of the regions, quite frankly, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, I think he. I think he would. You know, looking at looking across that, I, I, safe to say, I don't think he's needed at the Blues with. With Jared Evans, Jared Anscombe, Anscombe, and you know, then I think you know Steve Shinger as third as third string. I'd possibly at the the Scarlets, you could say the same thing, um, providing that Dan Jones get you know continues to to get a, a crack at it under the new coach, and you've got Reese Patchell there. Um, still, you know, they they do need a third, a, but you know, is Reese Pat is Reese Priestling going to be a, a third string? At any of the regions, no. Is that would that be detrimental to Dan Jones, a player who's potentially got a lot more, you know, a lot more to improve to limit his game time that much? Ospreys, I think it makes sense because they are light there, and there's no guarantee that Sam Davis is going to stay. In a way, he finds himself in a similar position to Reese Patch. Uh, Reece, oh God, I'm turning to you know, Butler here. Yeah, or Murph. Yeah, worse. Um, yeah, you know, in a way, Sam Davis finds himself in a similar position to Rich Priestland because, you know, he's carrying a lot of flack for the way the Ospreys are playing at the moment, despite the fact that I think it is clearly a coaching it's a, decision. It's a coaching decision, though, isn't it? I think really so. Is. really is. But, you know, again, Sam Davis might be looking at this thinking, and, you know, as we discussed on previous podcasts, I think, well, it's time to go out, get a bit of money, learn something new, come back later on in my career. Um so, you know, I think the Ospreys does feel like the opportunity. Dragons crying out for a, an experienced 10. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't know, personally, I, I don't think he's going to end up with the Dragons. No, I think the only way he'd come back is if he really wanted to be in Wales. Yeah. Why, why would he? What, 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 there's, no, there's not going to be a real clamber to come back, I don't think. Well, it? again, unless, you know, unless he wants to move, unless he's, you know, moving home is a, bit, a big key factor of it. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what his, yeah. you know, his personal situation is, but... Unless that were uh, unless that were to be a part of it, yeah, I can't see him coming back. But if you're in charge of Ospreys, you'd be you'd yeah, be heading to. I'd, I'd be yeah, I'd be looking to looking to make a move on him definitely. All right, last one, Dan, for fact or fiction. This is the big one. Thank you to Di Carter for suggesting this one. Two super regions is the best route forward for club rugby in Wales. Fact or fiction? I wish I could show oh. the listeners the look of pain on your face as I throw this. Big hospital pass up to you. As soon as soon as I sent that over Twitter, I was thinking, oh, he's really pulled that one out now. And you didn't think I was going to put it in either, did you? No, I thought you might have left that. And then he's then he's th- we need three hours on that. Well, we do. Um, that, that, that's the thing. Uh, it, it's a massive. It's a massive issue. This we don't know whether this is going to be the end result. It's one of the solutions that has been mooted um, is to consolidate into into two regions. 
there was a, a big clickbait article from Wales Online this week suggesting, you know, that certainly the headline seemed to suggest that it was going to be an East or West mm. thing. And, you know, I think that was pretty unfair to all the clubs, to be honest, and to the fans, you know, just resorting to... Yeah, there's a lot of anger pointed at that, wasn't there? Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I, that was, you know, so we like about Wales Online, but I, it was just it was just misleading and um, frustrating. But is this the solution? You consolidate the money, geographical spread of players, you consolidate the talent that uh, that you have within within those two regions, and you look to become much more competitive. You know, you look at how the Scottish teams have performed as as two regions uh, or you know, two provinces, whatever they whatever they call them yeah. in Scotland. Is this the answer? Well, I don't think it can be. It can be answered as a fact or fiction, really, because no, no, none of us ultimately know, do we? Mm. But it's it's certainly an option. You've got to look at it. Um, you got, you know, it's. We may well have to go down that route. That's the harsh reality of it, isn't it? Because of the because of the finances, you know, we're in. You know, all the regions are in are in real a real difficult mm. place. You know, WIU this year are going to be running running at a loss. Um, I, it's not the time, is it, to be we either we either spend big and get ourselves out of out of what we're in, and we'll, we'll be going into the into the red in a big big way. Yeah, because it's not just a small way, and then you know we're going to be basically have to take the money against the against the stadium, which is not good. What does that money get spent on? That's the key point for me because I hear a lot of this. You know, I think it's too simplistic. I see this on Twitter a lot. Oh yeah, you know, we're run on a shoestring. We don't have the resources. We don't have the players. Now I get that, but money is not just the answer. Look at the English. Look how the English region, uh, the English sides have performed in in Europe this year. They, they, none of them. You know, there's apart Saracens aside, all underperforming versus the the money that they're spending. You know, now of course, yeah, France spend even bigger, and then you've got the the huge pool of talent in in Leinster and Munster. Um, the Scottish sides have overperformed, so I think it sometimes is a bit simplistic to just say, oh, "Well, money's going to be the answer to all the problems." Yeah, it is. I, I know we need the current model is not sustainable, a hundred percent. But if we're going massively into the red and taking a big financial gamble, I don't want to see that just get lumped on a lumped on a load of players. You know, a load of players coming in just to, to take a paycheck. Um, that's that is that's the bit that worries me. I would like to see that money go into some proper infrastructure. The, the thing that is working at the moment is there is a lot of young talent coming through and getting an opportunity to play, which will help us in which helps in us the in the national run. game. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think there's 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 a certain point where there, there's no point in just saying, okay, well, fine. That's it. That that sorts out the money. If we're we're just gonna we're just gonna go into go into the red, we're gonna borrow a load of money. That's great. There needs to be a proper planning place with how that money is going to be get spent. Is it in bringing in quality overseas players to make this, the squad stronger? Is it going to be in the coaching? What is that money going to get spent on? That that is that's the big thing for me. If yeah. you are going to go it's into the, the red, the money. Yeah, it's not just on it's not just on players, is it? It's it's, it's the it's the pathway, it's the coaching. If you look at you, know, you look at the Scottish sides mm. and the coaches they've got, yeah, are outstanding. I agree. And you know, to, let's look at Cockrell. You know, the the, mm. the the job that he's done there. He's a fantastic coach, isn't he? The players are. There's some very good players there, but are they? Is is their squad? You know, is their squad a lot better than than the Welsh? You know, some of the Welsh regions squads. Probably not. Or would it be if you were to say, okay, let's, the hypothetical scenario, pull the Dragons and Cardiff and then pick a, and then pick a squad for a Heineken Cup game out of that versus an Edinburgh or Glasgow. That, that, you know, that, I suppose, is a bit more of a comparable. Yeah, you put the two sides together. You've got a... You've not... You know, you've got a... You've got a, a it's not just it's not just the, the side, is it? It's the bench, mm. and, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and then behind that as well. And yeah. I think it's also that whole um, that whole feeling then that when you feel powerful and that you've got so many options, you, you're just riding high. Mm. It, it's a really good it's a really good camp, isn't it? As opposed to going, my God, if if someone so gets injured, yeah, we're absolutely in the you know, and then a player's being pulled out of his of his preferred position yeah. to someone else, and it just spirals, and and that's where 
you know, that's why the, the money, it is an easy out, isn't it? That, that money is, uh, we're, we're so far behind that we need that to, to compete. But we, it is a fact though as well, but it's not just the spending of money on players, is it? It's 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 more and a big one is the is, is the coach. Yeah, I agree. I think the coach. I think, you know, that you look at the you look at Edinburgh and Edinburgh and Glasgow in particular. They've got two outstanding coaches. And then you look at the then you look at the Irish. I know the Irish model is just it's, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's different. You know, they've got a massive population. All those all the things we discussed previously, but they're coaching again. Mm. You know, to have to have Stuart, you know, Stuart Lancaster. Just there, just working as an, yeah, as an assistant. As an assistant. Yeah. Yeah, an assistant. Can you imagine if he came in to, to help out you know, to help out the Blues or the Dragons? I just it's yeah, what a lovely, lovely place to be. So yeah, I don't know. We, we what we do know is we've got to do something, haven't we? It's probably going to be unpopular because any change, none of us like change really. Yeah. Um, but it's it's absolutely apparent that something big's got to happen. Well, I just yeah. don't know whether it's got to be that big. Yeah, I um, I agree. I think that's it's a very very it's hugely difficult. I suppose the biggest the biggest thing is would people go and watch them? Um, I know you could argue now that attendances aren't. Oh God, in fact, I don't even want to go into the wormhole that is attendances at Welsh rugby. But you know, is there going to be a route where you have east and west, and it's easy to pick up a following for it? Um, or is this the opportunity to to put in place something that that doesn't represent that doesn't represent any of the kind of the hangover from the the amateur era? Mm. You know, cause I think what we ended up with in two thousand and three was it was not regional rugby necessarily in its in its truest form. You ended up with you ended up with with Cardiff and Penetley really kind of going going solo. Pretty much the same situation with the Dragons in Newport. Osprey's slightly slightly different, I think you you could argue. Um, yeah, it was fudged, it was fudged together, wasn't it? And yeah. It, uh, it, 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 it was neither one thing or the other. Yeah, and it has to be, doesn't it? You've got to go. You've got to go to to, to op- You've got to go to the right mm. right at the ends, haven't you? And we sort of were somewhere in the middle, which was never then going to work. I think if we did go to two sides and it was east and west, um, I don't think it would be easy to get a. I don't think it would be sort of easy to get a following. And the following will come from from them being from successful. Success. Yeah, okay. and if they're successful, you'd, you're going to go because you're going to want to see the sides playing in games that we actually want to watch. And we we half the you know loads of these games, unless you're an absolute diehard fan, you don't want to go to. But you that's just don't. but that's the problem. Then you know, would you go and watch the? Oh God knows what the hell the East Side would be called. You know, What's the, the name the Eastern Eagles. Right? <laughs> are you, you going to watch them? Uh, or a name like that against. Connacht where do they, you know so, wherever they're playing I, you know, I don't know where but is that the kind of game that this, that's going to be that appealing whereas we know that if I said oh Dan yeah actually I've got a, I've got a spare ticket to, um, to Cardiff versus Dragons over Christmas you're up for it you'd come to that game because yeah. you know you know you know what the derbies are like so it's there, there is that consideration to come into to come into it as well yeah yeah there, yeah, there is I mean you you definitely have a fan base for like you know chat in Champions Cup with new and and you know games like mm. that. But um, yes, well, it's not it's not an easy one. This no. is why nothing's been announced. But you know you know you look back to the first season of the the Celtic yeah. League as well, and Leinster were getting gates of fifteen hundred, two thousand people at um, at Donnybrook. They were playing at that stadium. You yeah, know, it was it was a far cry from from what it is now, and it's been built on. On European success, really, and well, that's the massive. That's where so much of it helps, isn't it? Mm. When you've got the European success, um, which are, you know, of course, you know, we've had. This has been Wales, one of Wales's most unsuccessful seasons, isn't it? With you know, only seven wins, four. Well, wins. yeah, look, I, that, you know, I, that that numbers thing, I, I think, is is a bit is a bit misleading. I think you've got to look at. Well, it's fact though. Yeah, it is. It is, but I don't think it tells it tells the whole story, you know. And as for the as for kind of the the Challenge Cup and what that's become, again, I think that's that's something again altogether different. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to see two super regions in terms of what I want to watch. But is that because yeah. I don't want to see my side fold? Probably. And yeah, we you've got you. you 
it's got to be it, the decision's got to be made off the off the book, isn't it? When you're looking at the when you're looking at the book, you're looking at the looking at the accounts, and it'll, mm. it'll be dri- it'll be absolutely driven from that. Um, there's got to be enough appetite in 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 Wales, isn't there, for for support to for support to be better than it is. It's not going to be popular, but if it's successful, then yeah, that's, what, that's, that's, that's the key. I think the success, you know, if the success is on the pitch comes and it's side full to the brim of familiar Welsh names who, you know, you can appeal to that wider public who probably don't watch any regional rugby. Mm. Um, and if you can appeal to that, then then there is potential for it to go. But you're right, it's going to be driven by the balance books and and, and whether or not you can make this thing successful. Yeah, one of the... And then, you know, you've got... With us talking about it being like an unsuccessful campaign again mm. for the, you know, for the Welsh sides. Obviously last year, you know, Blues won yeah. the Challenge Cup and they Scarlet semi-final. Again, this year we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of youngsters, haven't we? Um, you know, the Ospreys have yeah. fielded loads of young players. Um, you know, they had the young centre playing over the weekend and the young boy at nine as well. Um, T and Thomas Wheeler and Harry Morgan. Mm. Blues, you know, your boy in the centre there that you're yeah. a big fan of. So we, we've, we've exposed players to, to, to relatively high-level you know, high rugby that will benefit the Welsh structure then, I suppose, yeah. later on. So, you know, you, 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 you cut that down. It's then got an effect, a knock-on effect somewhere else. But then the argument will be thrown in. In Ireland, it's working fabulously. So... Yeah, you know, Ireland is an uncompare, an unfair comparison because of the population size, because of the economy that Ireland has. The ability to scale up in a country like Ireland is, you know, it's just not comparable to Wales. The Scottish model, I think, is a, is a bit more comparable. To be able to build a side in Glasgow, I know, I know it's a provincial side, but you know, Glasgow is not necessarily the stronghold of traditional Scottish rugby that you would that you would necessarily associate with, you know, the, the borders, for example, you know, lots of rugby clubs within there. So it, it's not to say that it that it couldn't be done. But you know, I think Scotland is a closer comparison um than Ireland is, you know, to, to the Irish model is, is very, very is very, very different. But look one thing's for sure, and that is that these these next a few days, weeks, however long it takes, are going to be are going to be absolutely crucial, and we're going to have to see changes that that make this regional model or a regional model more success, uh, more yeah. sustainable. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it in some in some fashion every week. <sighs> I feel I feel drained after that one. I feel massively underqualified to talk about that, but um, let's let's get on and talk about some on pitch matters yeah. as we move on to part two. Oh, <sighs> God, right, um, Six Nations predictions. Keep this relatively quick fire, Dan. Um, let's start with the winner. Who wins for you? Wales. Oh, <laughs> straight up. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Wales. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm always sort of quietly confident, but Grand I'm going to go outwardly. No. Okay. No, I. I can't see. I can't see us getting the Grand Slam, but um, I'm going to tip us to win this. Gatland's last Six Nations. Okay. Tell me. Tell me what's uh, fashion. Is kind of shaping your reasoning here while I just load something up. Quickly, um, a big part of it, I think, is that how much Gatland really loves the tournament. Um, we talked about squad depth for you know a good a good number of months now, and um, it is true, isn't it? We've got a lot of a lot of quality players. I'm still wary talking like this. It doesn't sit, you know. I'm sort of I'm delivering it with. With a bit of a grimace on my face at the same time because I never, you never want to be overconfident, do you? But I'm gonna, I'm, you, you, you put me into a corner. I'm gonna say Wales. I don't want to say Ireland. That's yeah. right. I don't want to say Ireland. Well, I, I'm tempted I, to even say England, to be honest. But I, Ireland definitely going favourites. I'm not overly sold on England, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we should be, you know, looking at the way Wales's fixtures fall. France away. It's Friday night, which I hate, as you know. But and they're an unpredictable side. But we should be going there, target. You know, we should be looking to get a win, and if we don't get a win out of that, that that should be a disappointment. Um, Biggest game for us, that French game, with the way that the way in which the fixtures run, we get a win there. Get a win there, and then I think you. Yeah, Gallon's already said it, isn't he? Yeah, and if I think we that's win right. There, we'll win the tournament. <sighs> yeah, that's what he. That's what he said. 
but you know what it's so often it's proven to be the case yeah, that I mean. it is just about building momentum the way the fixtures fall has been kind to us and the fact that we've got Wales and uh, sorry the fact that um, we've got England at home and Ireland at home which are the two toughest fixtures I think on paper Scotland away as we said is tough but they've, they've got the, injury concerns that's the tricky one it's, it's tricky but you know it, it's doable yeah it is it is it's definitely doable but you know I'm not a million miles away from your way of thinking there as this uh, sky bet receipt will, uh, will oh, really show yeah I backed Wales to do the slam earlier did you earlier this week yeah. I did not have you well it was 12 to 1 I thought that was pretty decent value it's for good. the slam it's good isn't it um, yeah odds. well again I think it, it That's comes terminology it is the terminology um, like I say I, I think yeah you get a win in that first game things can fall into place quite quickly afterwards and we've been in this position before and you know I don't know if we, if we play the kind of rugby that we've that we played across the autumn and the players you know we, we don't get too many injury concerns but that strength and depth that we've got now I think we go into this in a really strong position and it We've not really been talked about it a huge amount. Yeah, and again, as you said before, that that seems to suit us well. Being under, under the, the radar, radar right? yeah, I, mean, the, 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 I would be so much more confident if Halfpenny was okay. Mm. Really would. Um, but there's still enough. There's still enough there, isn't there? And he might, you know, he might still be fit for the yeah. for the end of the tournament I'm and hoping. for that, um, you know, for that game, for which Ireland. I hope will be a Grand Slam decider against Ireland. Yeah, got a ticket for that one as well. Yeah, can't wait. Um, yeah, look, it's, I think it's, it's a really, really competitive Six Nations. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, I think we've got a good chance. And what we have to do is ditch that slow starters thing that has, that has kept us in, you know, it's kind of kept us out of these scenarios. Well, with, in the these past. 11, with these 11 wins now, we're in, we are in, in a good place, aren't we? And I mm-hmm. thought there would have been a little bit more chat, yeah, about us. But um, I'm yeah. quite happy with it. Let's just leave it where it is. All right, fair enough. Okay, next question. So, oh yeah, so... We just need both, to get Callum to calm down yeah. with, his, with, his, with his comments, but that's not going to happen. All right, down the other end of the table then, if we've decided that we fancy Wales to win it, what about the wooden spoon? Who's picking that up? Uh, I think it's going to be Italy. Um, I think it's going to be Italy this year, really. I can't see anyone else really picking that up can you no I think the gap has got bigger actually and it's not necessarily that Italy have got worse I think sides like Scotland in the, if you look at Scotland in the last four years they've got infinitely better and you know they, they've gone on and they've become a really hard side to beat at home um, France have faltered during that time but they're still you know they still have a, a huge player base to call upon and and then you know I think I think Wales Ireland England are all strong sides so yeah I, I can't see past Italy to be honest for picking up the wooden spoon so we're both in line there then. top try scorer I'm going with um, Stockdale the Irish you uh, will not be getting much value on that he is, he is the, the favourite for, uh, for picking that up yes yeah, he's, he's proven try scorer isn't mm-hmm. he and just he's got a knack for, he scores all different types of tries doesn't he he's got that beautiful kick you know dink over the top or around the corner, and then um, interceptions. He loves an interception. He gets on the end of end of tries. It's a difficult, difficult guy to stop, isn't he? Mm. So I think he'll be he'll be there or thereabouts. Who's your Who's your money on? I've gone for a little bit of a, a slight curveball on that. Yeah, Stockdale would be the easy choice, and you know I can't disagree with anything of what you said. That I've gone for Sean Maitland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. So, again, the way Scotland play, they look to score tries and they play very, very wide game and a lot of the time he's on the he's on the receiving end of it. If he's you know, if he's fit, then he'll be in that he side, undoubtedly. Yeah. And they've also got Italy at home. So I think that could be a game sure. where there's an opportunity to run up a to run up a few points. Yeah. So that is why I've gone for Sean Maitland. Any money on that one? Not put any money on that one. Yes. No, I don't think I will. It's too volatile a market, I think, that one. Well, but Rosie's not listening. <laughs> She'd be the one spurring me on. Um, player of the tournament. I'm going to go for uh, Roman Entomac. So, wow. Yeah, and... Uh, you do realise that the next question is breakthrough player. Oh, I've jumped the gun. You I? have jumped the gun, I was going to say. I've jumped the gun. I didn't have that one down. Um, okay, 
All right, go on, carry on talking about Intermac, yeah. and uh, I think you might be looking at him as breakthrough player rather than player. Yeah, well, but, you know, who knows? Well, He's an exciting yeah, player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got him down as breakthrough player. <clears throat> Under-20s World Cup winner, wasn't he, with France, alongside uh, Dorian Aldegui, Gregory Aldrit, and Thomas Ramos. Pronunciation's <laughs> absolutely spot on there, as you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm quite excited about seeing the whole the French with with all those under twenties boys. But I think um, how many of them are going to get in there? That's the that's the thing. It's 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 so hard to call French selection. It, yeah, it, it always has been. It's a toss of a coin, isn't it, with them? But I don't know. I wouldn't, wouldn't back against them playing some of these guys. Right. So yeah, he's 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 my guy to watch. He's a fine player, and Toulouse play a really yeah. exciting brand of rugby, don't they? And they're um, they're fun to watch. Yeah, and you just think nice actually, to see them back. you associate France with playing. Yeah, historically playing very exciting flair champagne rugby and uh, you know I think the the way that Toulouse play lends itself to that if yeah. that's you know if that's the route yeah. they want to go down yeah they make you smile Toulouse don't they because you just have so many good memories from when we were a lot younger I suppose mm. seeing them play some champagne stuff well inclu- yeah including uh, went. including uh, Roman and Tamak's old man yeah, Emil yeah. Tamak who's a fine yeah was, a player who was ahead of his era really was, wasn't he yeah, he was like a lovely, um, lovely runner very, lovely runner but very powerful as well like, he was a very muscular yeah, powerful big. guy even in those baggy shirts um, it was cotton heavy cotton heavy shirts day, yeah. you didn't yeah you wouldn't want to be wearing one of them literally yeah. two stone heavier yeah he was he was a fantastic player in his own right any, any thoughts on uh, player of the tournament though this is one that I <laughs> I want to see really more than mm. anything. Um, it's Anscom. Okay. I, I I'm really sort of uh, his form's been form's been good of yeah. late, doesn't he? Just seems to be getting better and better every time he plays in a Welsh shirt. And I just I'm hoping that this is the this is the stage for him now to to you know to because there are still a few doubters out there, um, and then he can really kick on then into that World Cup and make that. You know, make that ten shirt his own. The problem now being though that with with Hart Benny being out, <coughs> yeah, is, that is, gonna, is he going to be playing? At is 10? he going to be playing at ten? And I'm going to say he's probably not going to be playing at ten for that first game. So you think he'll slide into fullback? I think and Dan bigger in at ten. I think so. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be some big penalties. I don't at all. I think Liam Williams will play fullback. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then one of the one of the questions, wasn't it, popped up with yeah, and it, he picked up niggle, a knock, didn't he? But I think he'd be fine. Um, that first game, though, because it's so important that we get the win. I just wonder. I, I think Anscombe's too pivotal to. He's too pivotal to the kind of rugby that the Wales are trying to play now. Um, the, Friday night, any any win, we just take yeah, it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Anything in it? Do you think? No, I think Liam Williams plays fullback. I think Liam Williams. Uh, yeah, fine, absolutely. Um, so right, providing he's fit, that's the that's the only okay. thing I would say, right? But yeah, if if um, if fully fit, Liam Williams plays fullback and Anscombe plays ten. Okay, ten notes. Yeah, done. All right. Um, my player of the tournament. I'm mean, if I'm if I'm predicting Wales to win it, which again is based more on a there being a little bit of value in the betting market, and you know I, I do think we're kind of being understated a little bit but if Wales are to win it then I think they're going to need a number of big performances I agree I think Anscombe will be one of those who will need to, to really put in a, a big performance to do that I know who you're going for Justin Tipperick oh. was that who you thought? no I didn't think go on who, who did you think? I thought it was going to be a Welsh player mm. with a number 9 on his back Thomas Williams no I don't think Thomas Williams is going to play, is going to start to be honest I think that if Gareth he gets a chance will, will he let it, will he will then that should be taken off him um, let you go on his try as well this weekend yeah uh, well yeah he's, he's, well, he's it, set, so. set up that fantastic try for Owen Lane which is brilliant um, look, I, yeah I, I love watching Thomas Williams play again it, there's someone someone mentioned in the commentary I can't remember who it was but a ball squirted out the back of the scrum at one point and again, they were like, oh, yeah, it's not what Thomas Williams wants to see. And I was like, I, I bet it was. Like, his first instinct is just to attack all the time. He's, he is like a player from the 70s. He's like one of those players who loves there to be opportunities. He loves unstructured play. He's not, again, it was another weekend, by the way, for um, just box kicks boring the arse off me. So get ready for more of that, moaning about that during the Six Nations. But... Yes, he does a bit of box kicking, but his his first instinct is he's always to look and see what's on. His service is good. 
He's an attack yeah, he's getting, player. He's, he's getting great. better and better. Um, but I think Gareth Davis has hit form at the right time. He had a very good game. In fact, his box kicking was very good this weekend. Um, again, he's... His defence and the way he rushes up is so pivotal to the way that Wales play that I think he will be going for. He will be he will play the bulk of that game with Thomas Williams coming off the bench with you know fifteen twenty minutes to play, which again could be could suit him very very mm. well. Um, but no, yeah, Justin Tipper is the yeah, one I'm going to well, go for. You know how much I love him. So. Yeah, I th- but I think that's what we're going to need. You know, we're going to need him to do all the dogged work at seven and those little flashes of brilliance which he always does. But if Wales are to win it, then I think. We'd need him to do that, so I'm going to go for it. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, Where's your breakthrough? Yeah, difficult. I, I like that choice of, uh, of Roman and Tamak. That's a that's a very nice, solid choice. Um, I tell you who I think it could be, and again, I don't know whether it qualifies for being a, a breakthrough player, uh, considering he, he got capped from in, in the autumn. But Wilson of Newcastle, who played in back row, yeah. I think. Given the injuries they've got in the back row, they'll be missing Underhill again. I think he could be a hugely solid player and cement his cement his position as an international quality back row forward. Yeah, it's a good a good call on him. He, he went very well, didn't he? Yeah, I was, I was really impressed with him. Put in a big, big shift. Yeah, carried well. Got around the park. Yeah, good call. All right, annoyingly, uh, annoyingly. Good yeah, play. I don't know whether it's cheating or not. Let us uh, let us know what you think on all of these by getting in touch on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Let us know on Facebook as well if you like. We've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans, and that is growing and growing and growing. So you'll want to be a part of that, especially during the Six Nations. Um, and the last one, Dan, Welsh player you're most excited by. Welsh player most. I've obviously just said mine with, with Thomas Williams. I, I can't I can't name another after that. But go on. Which player at that squad are you most excited about seeing? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm excited actually about seeing Amos. And I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know when exactly he'll feature. But he's such a great player. Mm. Um. Mate, I think if you're excited about watching Amos, you're gonna to have to go and watch the Dragons because I can see him be re- being released quite a bit. If I'm honest, yeah, that well, that's that's the problem, isn't it? But he's, it's just great. I just want to see him get a, you know, get back in that Welsh shirt. And you know, probably part of his problem is that where where what is what is his best position? I don't honestly know where his best position is because he hasn't had. You know, we haven't. He's, he's got. He's he's had a rotten run of injuries, isn't mm. he? Um, and club level is so it's so different isn't it to it is I, I think he's a very I think he can play on the wing at club level um, but I think at international level I worry a bit about out and out pace which is what they've said for a long time and that kind of lean, leans you towards playing him at fullback Back, yeah which yeah that's uh, I think if he's got if he's got a, f- a real future in the Welsh side mm. it would it, it would have to be a at fullback, wouldn't it? But then is he is he third, maybe even fourth choice yeah, fullback? That's the that's the problem. But I there's something about he's just a lovely player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good player. He's probably going to go down the lines of a, a little bit like um, well, different really, but you know, Hook being you know good in a number of different positions. Yeah. Um So yeah, he he he'd be the one for me, but. I don't think we're quite going to see him. All right, a couple of things to quickly get through before we finish. Uh, so time for On The Plane. So if you've listened to this podcast in the last few weeks, you'll know we've teamed up uh, with our pals at MSG Tours to name one player each week who we think has booked their place on the plane to Japan. And uh, yeah, we got a, a pinned tweet on our Twitter account, which if you're thinking about going to Japan yourself, you need to check out. And um there's an opportunity to win tickets to the uh, to the Wales England game in August as well, just by clicking on that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, but Dan, who, which player from this weekend do you think uh, do you think has really enhanced uh, enhanced their claims? I'm love, <laughs> loving the French at the moment. So it's uh, it's Antoine Dupont. You're such an idiot. This is the Welsh player. When have we ever picked anyone other than uh, other than a Welsh player? I know. For this I, no. Well, somebody, a few others have, haven't they? I have never picked anyone no. in the Welsh player. You're the only person who's done this feature with us. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I picked him. He's going. <laughs> uh, the Toulouse. The Toulouse you like him? He's yeah? in the Welsh side. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a he's a great player. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to pick a Welsh player for this. I want to pick a Welsh player now as well. All right, go on then. No, you go first. No, I was, I was going to say actually. Again, we've mentioned for the reasons. Yeah. I think Gareth Davis has just shown enough in this brief recovery of form in the last two games to as a, a really timely reminder of. 
um, of what he offers as a as in mine. And he's one of those strange players where, like, you watch him for the first twenty minutes of a game, and you go, "God, you know, his service is a bit slow tonight. Oh, I'm not feeling that box kick." And he'll pull something out of the bag, yeah. or he'll make one of those intercepts by charging up, and and that's the kind of quality that that will, you know, and he, and he and he's a big game player, so he will definitely be on that plane. So one that for me is he is he going to be on the plane? Um, scored a beautiful try this weekend not in the Welsh by the moment but Owen Lane great point um, yeah that try was yeah. beautiful wasn't it he, he I can only think he wasn't picked for this just because he's only just come back from injury because I well so on the wingers we've got a, <laughs> not too bad at all are they no they're not got more wingers now than we have I think he fits into Gatlin's mould you know he's Gatlin's kind of winger isn't he he's big he is, he's strong yeah. he's powerful he's a good finisher you and, know and can switch, and to, can the switch to the centre yeah. so I think we'll see him and he, he, could, he could be an outside better to, to make yeah. it onto the World Cup I, plane yeah I liked seeing that try because it's a, it was a different type of run that we've seen from him mm. we've seen him he's kind of for me now he's fi- he's finished um, he's finished a number of his tries in different ways yeah. so he does have he does seem to have it all plus his um, uh, his defensive work's great and he reads the game so well so he is he's definitely one to watch and he could be could be getting a seat couldn't he good shout uh, right week to forget to finish on Dan you've yeah you forget about this every week. I do, but which I just got a certain irony yeah, to it. it you, was, uh, you resorted to asking our listeners. I over did. I, I, need, I needed some help, yeah. and um, but I answered it myself in the end. It has to be Eddie Jones. Mm. He's come, mind games are starting already. Didn't even call them mind games, really. His own games. I don't know what is it. Mind games, or has he just gone a little bit mad? He's. He's. I think he was born mad. Um, he's. Yeah, he's coming out, isn't he, with all sorts of nonsense about trying to, you know, change the game. And I know, you know, one of the listeners made a good point um, about the Fijian that uh, <clears throat> Fijian back that played seven and played mm. played very very well. But I think that's um, more of a he's a, he's, a, he's it's very very different, isn't he? The the demolition man, as he's known that chap. So I don't know. He's 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 barking mad, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this whole Jack Noel thing is just a... Um, I don't know to what extent the, the quote's taken out of context, or is it just Jones being Jones and trying to deflect a bit of attention away from the players and onto him? I, you know, I would say it's probably that, rather than anything else. Um, is he realistically going to pick Jack Noel at seven for England? No. Hopefully. Surely not. You know, I, I can't see it. No, he's he never going to do He could do it damn sight worse than picking did. Jack Noel at bloody 15. <laughs> You know, like they've struggled to to get someone nailed down as a fifteen. I think he does a fine job, but um, yeah, look, I'd, I'd well, much rather see him. They've at seven. also picked the wrong players at seven, so maybe 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 Jack Knowles is exactly his type of pick at seven. So <laughs> let's hope so. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a decent shout. I'm always happy to put Eddie Jones into that category. So week to forget for him. Thank you very much for listening, and thanks of course to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. Make sure you do head over there at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk if you are a coffee fan. As I said uh, just a moment ago, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and uh, yeah, there's also an Instagram page which is called Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum. Next week. We really ramp up the Six Nations oh, stuff because we're getting closer and closer distance, and closer. Yes, so cannot wait for that. Uh, so, yes, thank you for listening in the meantime and we'll look forward to chatting more rugby with you very, very soon. Podcast Network.